0: If you'd like to support the show and get your own RSS feed with ad-free shows and extra episodes every month, then head over to patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. And welcome back to another edition of the Nerd Cave Retro Show. My name is Jason Robbins. And my name is Derek Diamond. We are going strong in Halloween Horror Month. Uh, we just did a. Uh, Derek couldn't join us yesterday, but we did do a Patreon exclusive episode with Mr. Joey Image and uh, the fact checker himself, Mr. Wally Phelps, who did a spoiler filled review of Halloween Ends. And uh, so if you want to get that, as little as a dollar a month at our Patreon.
1: The very divisive Halloween ends. It has been. <laughs> it's <laughs> very much. It, it's so ridiculous, like the amount of hate <laughs> that things get. Like it's it's tough to really put credibility into it because it's like whatever's new, hating it is the cool thing to do. Yeah, so it's like, do yeah. you do you really hate it, or are <laughs> you saying it because you think it's cool to hate it? Yeah, I don't know. I don't get it. I liked it. I mean, I
0: had my my nitpicky stuff with it, but I do that with every movie, (laughs) you know?
1: Yeah, like it... When it comes to the new Halloween trilogy, I think the Halloween 2018 is still my favorite. But I liked this one more than Halloween Kills. Surprisingly. Mm,
0: I I don't know. I I was one of the people that really liked Halloween Kills. (laughs) Well, uh... I don't know. I have to I have to do another rewatch of ends before I make a determination of which one I like better.
1: Did you catch the little nod to uh, season of the witch for Halloween ends? Um, I I don't know where was it. it, it during the opening credits, they used the same font that oh, they used yeah, yeah. for the opening for Halloween three. Love it. Yes, I, I knew it immediately because <laughs> I was like. <laughs> Is this what they meant by the movie is going to be divisive? Because yeah. I, I remember hearing that it was going to upset a lot of people. And I'm like, are they really going to have some kind of connection? <laughs> I would really wish
0: they would have had a silver shamrock uh, connection in the movie because in my heart, three is canon. None of the other ones are, but three is one in three
1: they should have had the the Silver Shamrock Tower instead of the Radio Tower. Yeah. And that's that not was, a spoiler. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, but before we, cool. we, we go into anything, you had a, a little announcement you wanted to make tonight.
1: Yeah. So um, for those who follow me on social media, I'm sure you saw that I posted it this morning, but um, I've made the decision to no longer do the feature presentation show. And there's... Uh, a few different reasons why mostly because of time. And I'm sure you know this. And I think a lot of people still have the assumption that when it comes to podcasting, you just sit in a chair, hit the record button. And then when you're done, it just magically goes out into the internet (laughs) and that's all you have to do with it. That is not the case between doing this show, doing feature presentation still working on the movie, wanting to do other scripts and all that kind of stuff. I I have a lot of interest in what I like to do, so I I do a lot. Mm -hmm. And kind of a personality fault of mine is I try to go all in (laughs) with everything. The problem when you do that is you don't really have much energy to do anything. Mm -hmm. So my – and I've been having some – and I won't disclose all of them, but I've had some underlying health issues – that i haven't been taking care of like i should Uh so it's it's to the point where i just have to walk away from it you know i I need to have that extra time to you know because i want to do more movies there's other stuff that i want to do and i've been doing the podcasting thing for a long time especially that kind of interview based format through feature presentation for those who are long-time listeners back to the Derek diamond experience days And I kind of feel like I've done everything with it that I can. So, unfortunately, and I I apologize, you know, to those who who were enjoying the show, but I feel like I'm not in a position where I can do it at the level that I expect of myself. Mm -hmm. So, I, I would rather not do the show at all than do one that's just average. Yeah. I mean, and there's nothing wrong
0: with that. You know, it,
1: podcasting is
0: is not as easy as people think it is. It takes a lot of time. Takes a lot of. Uh, there's a lot that goes into it. You know, and this this show here is relatively easy because you know playing games and talking about retro game stuff is relatively just. It's more of a. It's a passion project. Like it doesn't really, you know, suck any energy out of me. And I, I know you enjoy doing it as well and it, it doesn't it's not like an energy suck like a lot of other podcasts tend to get to be especially something that you know is interview based you got to line up your interviews you have to do a lot of editing all that tuss- all that kind of stuff that takes time so i don't blame you and um you know like you'll still be here you'll still be doing the nerd yeah. cave retro and people will still see you here every week so i don't think people will be too upset i mean you're still here
1: yeah, and I mean, I, I have no regrets because you know those who may be new to this show, I the uh, amount of people that and the quality of people that I've got to interview over the years is pretty dang good, mm-hmm. if I do say so. So I've I've gotten to chat with people that I would have never dreamed of over the last you know seven eight years however long it's been since I've been doing it but somewhere along the line. I probably will do another show, but as far as me doing like a weekly interview-based show, that that's done. You know, if I if I do another show, I want it to be completely different, so it can kind of challenge me creatively to do something different.
0: Yeah, I don't blame you. You know, I've let a lot of shows in my past go because it was just taking too much out of me and uh like i said this show open Micers, they're very easy shows to do and i've curated them that way like when we do this show here there's very minimal editing i mean we go live every monday night right here and um you know it's just straight to straight to hard drive and then it gets a little bit of editing here and there but it it goes straight out to the internet and after that it's all up to just you know posting it out there letting people know about it so there's not a lot of legwork we have to do for this show. And I've, I've curated it that way.
1: Yeah. And with open micers, you know, I know you've got Jacob that helps out too with uh, feature.
0: He does does all the heavy lifting for that show
1: with, with feature presentation. And even with the Derek diamond experience, like the, the drawback to doing your own show is you do everything on your own. So it was just balancing that with full-time job, other projects Mm -hmm. that I want to do. It it just, it's become too much. Yeah, well, I, so I get it. there's, so, it, it's, I I'm at peace with it. To be perfectly honest, I, I'm sure at some point I'll miss doing it, but that's okay. <laughs>
0: you'll get that itch again. You'll start another show, and then you know six months in, you'll be like, "Why did I do this to myself again?"
1: <laughs> no, you know when it's gonna happen, leading up to Pensacon. Probably. <laughs> yeah, that's where I'm gonna be like. Uh, I'd love to chat with them. Yeah, but but it's it's okay. So, but like you said, I'll still be here. I'll still be here doing Nerd Cave yeah. Retro every week. So, I, I'm not quitting podcasting. So for for my haters, I'm sorry. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs>
0: yeah, we're not going anywhere anytime soon. So don't don't worry, your pretty little heads out there. We're still gonna be here every
1: single week. Also, shout out to Rampage who's in the chat room. Yeah, Rampage. Rampage.
0: But uh, I'm ready to jump into the news, what do you say? Yeah, let's do it. Some of today's stories were submitted to us by our listeners. Uh, I am The Rampage and Armes Jackson. And if you have a story you'd like us to cover, send them to nerdcaveretro at gmail.com. And the first story tonight comes from Engadget. Razer's cloud gaming handheld starts at $400 for the Wi Fi only model. A 5G version of the Razer's Edge is also coming in January, but pricing is currently unknown. Uh, Razer, as you may recall, recently teased a 5G handheld device that's focused on cloud gaming. They took the opportunity at RazerCon to formally announce the system, which it is called the Razer's Edge, Uh, and it has a 6.8 inch. AM OLED screen with a refresh, refresh rate of 144 Hz and a full HD resolution of 2400 by 1080. Razer claims the display has 87% more pixels than competitors' devices. The Steam Deck screen, for instance, has a 1280 by 800, and the Edge's Gorilla Glass touchscreen also has a 288 Hz sampling rate, which should make it pretty darn responsive. Um, let's see, they worked with Qualcomm and, Re- and Verizon on the device. And it runs on the Snapdragon G3X Gen 1 gaming platform, which was developed exclusively for the Edge. Uh, Let's see, where is... uh, This is a long article, let me get to some of the pricing and stuff here. Um, Let's see, the 5G version of the Razer's Edge is a Verizon exclusive... Pricing and exact availability will be confirmed later, but should be out in January around the same time as the Wi-Fi model. That version will run you $400, and it'll be available from Razer's website and Razer store locations. Uh, And you can reserve one with a refundable deposit of $5. Uh, And they haven't revealed pricing or availability for the
1: standalone Kishi V2 Pro Controller. This all sounds cool, I will admit. But I will not be getting one of these. And because of two words cloud gaming. Yeah. Huh. I'm not a fan of cloud gaming. And it says here since this is a cloud gaming focused device, connectivity is key. Razer says the Edge has Wi Fi 6E that performs on an uncongested 6 gigahertz channel and has multi gig bandwidth support for fast download and upload speeds when you're on the go you'll be able to connect to cloud gaming services through 5G as long as you have the right model mm. yeah i don't like being dependent on connection strength yeah me because either. there are still places around here that don't have great service i mean if you lived in like los angeles or new york or some big city yeah, you'd be more inclined to get it because you're going to have strong service. But, you know, if you go out to like our neck of the woods where there's still not much civilization in some areas, yeah. <laughs> you ain't going to be playing this out there. So uh... if, if it's your thing, yeah, I would look into it because, I mean, the price I don't think is really all that bad compared to you know well, other stuff I've seen. Thinking... But I, I personally will not be getting one.
0: If you're going to fork down $400 for something like this, why not plop down another 2 or 3 on top of it and just go ahead and get a Steam Deck? Yes. If that's what you want, if that's what you want and that's what you're going to get, I think the Steam Deck is more up people's alley right now. Cuz like you said, I, think so too. I, I don't like cloud gaming after, you know, the my uh, my experience with PS Now. And all that, I I do not like game streaming or anything like that until, until, we get to the point where that stuff is instantaneous and there's no lag, which could be a year from now, it could be ten years from now, but I don't want to have to rely on just all streaming all the time.
1: I don't really like to leave things up to chance. Me neither. And I feel like buying one of these things would be leaving a lot of things up to chance. Mm-hmm. It looks cool, but. I I will not personally be getting one. Our next story comes to us from our favorite site nintendolife.com. Two unreleased NES games surface on eBay could go for thousands because why not? <laughs> Two unreleased games have been listed on eBay, the first being a prototype cartridge of a game called Battlefields of Napoleon including all the original packaging design, and the second one is a demo of a Nintendo Power Glove game developed by Rare which sounds amazing. Uh Uh, Napoleon was never released locally, but a Japanese version of this real-time strategy game was made available for the Famicom as Napoleon Senki. The rare title was a consumer electronic show sample that never saw the light of day. Former programmer Paul Byford describes it as a puzzle game where the cursor was a disembodied hand, but of course it is, Hmm. (laughs) and you made different gestures to complete tasks such as punching rocks and turning keys. I could be pretty entertained by that. Yeah, but it just kind of sounds lie. like a
0: point-and-click adventure. Is all that is, yeah, really.
1: It, it really does. Uh, Video Game History Foundation is now trying to secure funding from supporters to acquire both the cartridges. Founder and director Frank Safaldi thinks the sale of these cartridges on eBay could be well into the thousands. If you would like to help, his DMs are open on Twitter. He says, I don't know what price to expect on these, but in my experience, we are in the thousands here. If you've got the cash to spare and want to see these, my DMs are open. We can also discuss tax-deductible options if you're in the U.S. and want to donate to VGHF for this purpose. We haven't talked about this in a while, but I want like, how do people come up with the money to buy... These games for hundreds and thousands of dollars. <laughs>
0: I don't know, but everything's
1: so expensive now, and it's gonna get worse. Like I, mean, I, I don't. We're in the wrong profession, for I real. guess.
0: <laughs> I mean, if I had millions and I could drop, you know, a couple grand on this type of stuff, I would. But I don't. Oh, have I would that. too. So I don't. I mean, I don't. These... Bl-
1: I don't blame. I don't blame them at all. Like if you got it, and that's not gonna hurt you at all. Yeah then yeah, do it. It's, must, y-
0: it's your right. Must be nice. I would just like to know what that's like for once in my life, to just be able to plop down a few, few grand for something and be like, ah, here, I'll take it.
1: I would just like to have a few grand. Yeah,
0: no kidding. Wouldn't that be nice <laughs> right
1: now? <laughs> uh, fund our next movies. <laughs>
0: Patreon.com slash retro where you can donate. There we go. <laughs> um, this is from GameRant.com. The PS Plus Premium continues to drop the ball when it comes to re- retro games. PlayStation Plus Premium has the perfect opportunity to dive into PlayStation's extensive back catalog, but Sony continues to drop the ball, you don't say. Ever since Microsoft entered the gaming market with the original Xbox, there's been a rivalry between Xbox and PlayStation. Despite their console manufacturers having a head start, the Xbox managed to hit the scene with a bang and establish itself as a competitor. They've remained competitive, and they... Um, they have, of course, Game Pass, which has all sorts of you know backwards compatible games, games from former systems, because they're Microsoft and they know the importance of you know f- earlier titles that people still want to play. PlayStation Plus, as it was marketed to be a similar service, offering big new releases and an expensive selection of PlayStation One, Two, and Three and PSP classics. Unfortunately. It has not reached its full potential, or any potential, really. And that's why I have not, uh, I I don't know, I don't really subscribe to any more PlayStation online access stuff or anything. If I had an Xbox, I would have Game Pass. I mean, I could probably use Game Pass now on my iMac, but I just don't have the time. But... I don't know, it's just, I I don't understand why PlayStation has such a, why they don't like their earlier stuff. Why they don't like their retro stuff.
1: If I had the opportunity to talk with a a higher up in Sony, I would just like to ask, what happened? Because, like, I feel like with the previous gen console, like, PS4 was so much better received than the Xbox One. Like, yeah. I still really like playing the PS4 every now and then, and they have the potential to do so much stuff because they've got a good backlog of content. Like, you remember how many PS2 games were made? I'm pretty sure, like, they were still making them, like, five years ago. Yeah. <laughs>
0: was Pro- like, probably not
1: that recent, but somewhere around the it's around that ballpark. to be, like, 10,000 PS2 games at this point. You've got... It's like Nintendo. You're sitting on a gold mine but you're not doing anything with it. And I, I just, I don't understand it. In the chat room. I right. love the Game Pass model. <laughs>
0: In the chat room right now, they're discussing PCP. PCP was my old podcast, the pop culture palette. It's not the drug. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, Farlison says he meant the drug. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah PCP was a fun show.
0: Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. But Game Pass just seems like, they, Microsoft knows what they're doing with the Xbox Game Pass. And all the 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 old stuff that you can get on there, PlayStation just kind of it just seems like they're they're they just kind of thumb their nose up at at older titles and they are just like you don't want to play that you want to play the new stuff. Not really. There's so much backlog of of stuff that you have that people want to go back and play old things.
1: But I would make the argument that if not for their older titles, they wouldn't be in the position that they're in now. Exactly honor your past sony yeah ps2 was the highest selling
0: console of all time there was a lot of games for that thing
1: yeah i mean like i'm i'm not exaggerating too much where i say that they were making ps2 games for a long time uh-huh. the reason that that console had so much staying power it is insane uh let's see speaking of old titles uh uh-huh. from nintendo.com Nintendo Switch Online Plus Expansion Pack Pilot Wings 64 is now available. Take to the skies and master a hang glider, rocket belt and gyrocopter in a journey to become an ace pilot. Choose from six pilots with this lofty ambition, welcoming challenges that test your flying skills or in this case of skydiving, falling skills. Do you have what it takes to soar the skies of the world? This was the other launch title for the Nintendo sixty four, along with Mario, back in nineteen ninety six. Um, I dabbled in Pilot Wing sixty four a little bit. I didn't play it too much. It's cool that they put it on the Switch, but it's like we were just kind of saying with Sony, Nintendo's sitting on an even bigger gold mine. Yeah, no kidding. But they but they, re- they release like three titles <laughs> yeah. a year. It seems like yeah, yeah, it's.
0: Just put them all out there. When was the last time they put a game out for the NES or the Super Nintendo on Switch Online?
1: It's been months. I was, I was probably in my twenties when they did that. <laughs> I never. No,
0: I, I honestly, I never played Pilot Wing sixty four. I played the the original Pilot Wings for the Super Nintendo, mm-hmm. but there wasn't much to that game. I mean, it was just really a it was a glorified game demo, basically.
1: It's a time killer. And I mean Pilot Wing 64 is practically the same. It, it's not bad, but it's not a game that I'm going to sit there for, you know, hours upon hours and play because it it's not really my thing.
0: Yeah, I just don't feel like this is enough to to entice any more people to get that expansion pack.
1: Their library has gotten a little better, but they're just so inconsistent with putting stuff out there that I'm still not gonna get it
0: they need to put somebody better in charge of all that i'll do it yeah let us do it we'll do it nintendo give us our check and yeah uh, (laughs) we'll we'll, uh
1: we'll dm you our addresses yeah
0: and for our final story tonight this just came to us a few minutes ago right before the show from superherohype.com harrison ford officially joins the mcu as the new thunderbolt ross Last month, YouTuber Jeff Snyder whipped Marvel fans into a frenzy when he claimed that Marvel had approached Harrison Ford about re- replacing the late William Hurt as Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross in future MCU projects. The rumors picked up some ex- extra steam last week when the when they slash film independently confirmed Ford's involvement. But now all the major industry, tra- industry trades have made it official. Hollywood Reporter brings word that Ford is indeed taking over Hurt's role, starting with Captain America, the New Order, or New World Order in 2024. He is also expected to appear as Ross in Thunderbolts, which should revive the Red Hulk rumors. Now, don't get me wrong. I think it's awesome that Harrison Ford is going to be Thunderbolt Ross, but let's be practical here. The guy's like 112 years old now, <laughs> and you got him to replace William Hurt, who was younger than him when he passed away? So, how much longer is Harrison Ford gonna be around? Is he gonna be around another ten years for another, you know, uh, round of MCU movies? Like, I don't know. I don't know if this is the best. I love it. I love Harrison Ford, but he. I mean, the dude's old. He's like eighty-six, I think.
1: I mean, he's playing indie again, so. Yeah, I think he should be able to handle being because how physical of a role do you think that he'll have? Because clearly we're going towards a a Red Hulk transformation and that's all going to be computer generated. What I can't wait for, because I love the casting decision, too. I love Harrison Ford. I can't wait till he goes to his first Comic Con. And all the Marvel nerds ask him questions about the comic books, and he just <laughs> has that that angry, salty look on his face. Is going to be so great. He
0: doesn't know anything about Star Wars. You think he knows anything about Marvel Comics?
1: My favorite Harrison Ford story at Star Wars Celebration 2017, the one I went to, this was right before the Solo movie came out. And he was doing an interview, and the interviewer asked him, You know, are you excited to see a a new actor put their take on a character that you made so famous? And his response was, Not really. (laughs) Like, you crotchety old man.
0: I mean, 20 bucks says he doesn't even remember his character's name. Like, they're going to, he's going to be at Comic Con, and they're going to be like, So, how do you feel about playing Thunderbolt Ross? He's just going to be like, Who the hell is Thunderbolt Ross? (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh, God. that That's what I can't wait for. But I—I, I, in all seriousness, I love the casting decision. Gonna... I, I think, you know, when the rumor came out a few weeks ago, I'm like, I hope that's true, because I would have... Would you have ever thought Harrison Ford would be in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Not
0: in a million years. I mean, I thought Harrison no. Ford was ready to retire, but no.
1: I thought he was going to be done after Indy. <laughs> I thought so,
0: too. I mean, I guess he's got some car payments to make i don't know
1: <laughs> i mean i can't imagine he'd be hurting for the money he
0: can't be but
1: but who who knows
0: i don't know i mean i think it's cool it's awesome but yeah he's he's up there man yeah, yeah I, I agree joey image he is a national treasure but the man is ancient at this point
1: uh thunderbolt ross is a great wrestling name i totally agree yeah. <laughs> Put him and Thunder Lips together. Be the best tag team of all time. Thunder (laughs)
0: Lips.
1: Thunder Lips, the ultimate male.
0: Uh, Oh, boy. (laughs) Now it's time to go into this month in video game history. I just got my new Twitter handle, Harrison Hogan. (laughs) Joey, I just saw that. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Oh,
0: boy. I got to draw that. That sounds awesome. Uh, In October of 1981, Frogger is distributed in Europe by Sega Gremlin. What is Sega Gremlin? I've never heard of this. Sounds like your worst nightmare says Grimlin yeah exactly Gremlin Industries was an American arcade game manufacturer active from 1971 to 83 based in San Diego, California I have never heard of this until now This is brand new I didn't new either to me.
1: until I looked this up Crazy. But who who hasn't played Frogger or oh, hasn't yeah. heard of Frogger You know it's we talked about time killer games Frogger is a great time killer game Oh yeah It's probably
0: one of the best ports you can get for the 2600 one of the few games that's still playable.
1: I used to play it on the Game Boy back in the it was the early '90s when uh, when it came out. It's one of those things like you just pop it in, and next thing you know, an hour's gone by. Yeah. All by trying to cross the freaking road.
0: Yeah. Joey says you can't play Sega Gremlin games after midnight. Yeah, you can't get it wet either. Yeah, multiply.
1: Uh, don't want to get you on a a Gremlins rant. (laughs) October 9th of 1988, Nintendo revamps Doki Doki Panic and releases it as Super Mario Brothers 2 for the NES in America and the PAL region. Birdo made her debut in this game and was was released in Japan as Super Mario USA in 1992. When I read this, I thought of a great top five that we could do uh, before the end of the year. We've never done our top five most underrated games. I'm down for that. Because this would be on mine, easily.
0: I still think think this
1: game gets more hate than it deserves to. Oh
0: yeah, I I love watching people do speedruns of it. You ever watch the speedrun of Super Mario Mm -hmm. Bros. 2?
1: It's one of my favorite Mario games to play. Like It's up there with Mario World and my list of favorite Mario games ever.
0: Yeah, me too. I love it. Yeah, I have a lot of good it, it, memories of 2, because my mom used to play it with me.
1: I remember playing it as a kid, and I honestly enjoyed playing it more than the original Mario Brothers. I do too. Might be blasphemy, <laughs> but it's just my opinion. Who
0: cares? It's your opinion. My opinion exactly. too. Uh, in October of 1992, Grim- did you do this on purpose? <laughs> <laughs> now, Gremlin Graphics releases Zool for the Amiga, a character-based platformer following in the footsteps of Mario and Sonic. Okay, who are Gremlin Graphics? Gra- Graphics. Let's look at this. Gremlin Interactive. Um, for the ZX Spectrum, I'm trying to see uh, Commodore 64. Uh, they were just a publisher, I think. Let's see, video yeah, games. They- Ooh. They were
1: dissolved in 2000, so they they're put, not around anymore.
0: They put out a lot of games. Uh, they put out Gauntlet. let um, see. Who is Jack the Nipper? That sounds sexy. <laughs> that, that, that could go
1: in a lot of directions. <laughs>
0: uh, apparently, they did a video game for Plan 9 from Outer Space in 1992. We have to play that. That is a point-and-click adventure game, adaptation of the film of the same name. I have to play this. Why have I
1: never heard of this? I'm down to play that. Ugh, we have to do this. We have to. That has dual review written all over it. Yes, I'm down. Yeah, they've made a lot. But yeah, they they were disbanded in 2000, so unfortunately they're not around anymore. I was going to say we could make a trip to burned the building down but (laughs) that uh we're about 22 years too late on that and finally october 21st 1992 another underrated game super mario land 2 six golden coins is released for the game boy in japan and also features the first appearance of wario still not talked about a lot but a lot of people really like wario and they forget that this is the game that he made his debut in. Mm-hmm. you know, and that, that that led to him having his own spinoff series because he was such a popular character.
0: Yeah, and I, I know you you have a lot good to say about the Super Mario Land uh, Game Boy games, and I've never played them, any of them.
1: Now that you've got a Super Game Boy, you should definitely check them out. I know I do. I think, I think you would like two especially. Three's fun. You, that's where you play as Wario for the first time because it's the first Wario Land game. Um, that one's fun. The original is good, too, but it's kind of like, if I could compare the console versions, Mario Land is like Super Mario Brothers 1, Mario Land 2 is like Mario Brothers 3. Okay. There's just such a big jump in quality.
0: Yeah, I'm going to have to go get those. I really need you to should. play those.
1: You should. I'd be curious to get your thoughts on them. But uh, before we go into the review tonight, Derek has Patreon shoutouts. As always, we'd like to shout out our awesome patrons over at Patreon.com slash We want to shout out Daniel Salmon, Tyler Watson, axeblade 7 Armez Jackson, Carlos Longoria, a.k.a. Rampage, Rampage. Staff Sergeant Sketch, Gus and Penny, Matthew Salmon, Mike Eveland, Jack Eveland, joey image and donna diamond thank you all so much for your continued contributions and keeping the lights on for us here at the nerd cave retro show if you want to be a part of our awesome patreon community you get early access to our bonus shows like the nerd cave retro news dump that you and mr wally phelps host we also have done fun commentary tracks in the past for animated shows like gargoyles darkwing duck Duck Ducktales, live action shows as well full-length movies like Transformers the movie, Clue, uh, Super Mario Brothers, and most recently, as you mentioned at the top of the show, you guys did a spoiler-filled uh, discussion on Halloween Ends, which I hope to uh, check out sometime this week, because I'm very curious to hear what you guys thought about it. I, I have a feeling I probably feel the same way that, that the three of you do. Yeah,
0: I'm I'm pretty sure. Because you're a writer like we are, so you you'll pick yeah. up on all the little little things that are just kind of irk you because of the little the little questions that don't get answered.
1: Yeah, it wasn't a perfect movie and there there are some gripes that I had with it, but as I mentioned, I overall enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if you want early access to those for as little as a dollar a month, just head over to patreon.com slash NerdCaveRetro. And for new patrons, be sure to send us your social media info, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, so we can give you a proper shout out. Are you a coffee lover? Do you sometimes need that little extra boost for some all
0: night gaming sessions? Well, you should head over to brescoffeecode.com. They have so many different flavors of coffee. doesn't matter what type of coffee you like. They got you covered. Try the Good for Gaming roast or the Two Hardies One Ship, which is a rum and dark chocolate flavored roast. Not to mention, they keep their seasonal flavors all year long, like the Fall Spice or the Sweet Tooth. They can even add flavors to your coffee. So, whatever you need, head over to BRESCoffeeCode.com and use the code NCR for 10% off of your order. And I did not capture music for the game tonight because I suck. (laughs) Ah, damn it. I completely forgot to get music. That's okay, because tonight I'm talking about Haunted Halloween 86, The Curse of Possum Hollow. And this is a game that was released in uh, October 24th of 2019, almost three years ago to the day this was released. And what I didn't know when I played this game, I got this on the Switch couple of months ago, I got it on sale, knowing that I was going to play it for uh, Halloween. So I sparked it up a few weeks ago, started playing it a little bit here and there. I didn't realize that there was originally a... Uh, well, no kidding, Joey Image. I know that 2019 is not retro, but this is a retro-style game, and it is an indie game. So there you go. <laughs> um, it's our show, man. Yeah, it's our show, man. <laughs> <laughs> But here we have... You can go to retrotainmentgames.com and the original game is Haunted Halloween that 85 that they put out. They did a Kickstarter for uh, a few years ago and you can still go to retrotainmentgames.com and buy the NES cartridge for it. It's $50 and you can also get it on Steam, but it is not available on the Switch. So if you want to play the original game, you have to go either play it on Switch or get it on Steam. You can also get this game on Steam. This game is available everywhere. Haunted Halloween 86, whatever platform you want, that's where you can get it. And it is, let's see, it's the mind-melting sequel to the first game, the side-scrolling, platforming, beat 'em up adventure that takes players back to the town of Possum Hollow on Halloween night when Harry and his haunts wreak havoc again. This time, Donnie has his tag team partner, Tammy, to help kick the crap out of those mindless wastoids that stand in their way of t- of saving the town, and so when the game starts up, you know, you're in the town of Possum Hollow, and you know I kind of missed the, the the whole story of the first game, but they kind of catch you up in a little, you know, a uh, a little story at the beginning, like of a the recap game. video, yeah, a little recap at the beginning, and here here it is, Halloween a year later in '86, and the same thing, zombies are starting to pop up again and the game plays a lot like uh River City Ram- uh River City Rampage if you've never played that it's very much like a uh, RPG style it well, it's a it's a beat 'em up like like double dragon but it has RPG elements to it and you know there's little story pieces that come in here and there uh little cut scenes and things like that Uh, Yeah, Joey Image, you can play it. Uh, It should be able to be be played on the Steam Deck. I would imagine so, since it's available on Steam. I played this on the Switch, and I will say, and I look at some of my notes here, uh, you can switch between the characters of Donnie and Tammy. You can switch between them. They act kind of like an extra life, sort of like in the original Ninja Turtles game. You can hit the select button and switch between the two. You have... That's cool. About five hit points, five or six hit points before you die. and uh, you as you go and you're, you're, you don't have a health meter, but you do have uh, you' you're basically your character gets more and more decrepit. like you look start to look sick. like you, when you start out, you're all vibrant, and, you know and you look look nice, and then like the more your health goes down, you start to get pale and you start to turn green, and if you go fully green, you die and you have to start over and you only get like 3 continues in the game. Um but the one thing I I didn't like I don't like the way it plays on the Switch. I would highly suggest if you're going to play it play it with a controller uh, like an maybe an old Nintendo uh, USB NES controller or maybe you know like anything like a Super Nintendo controller or a way and I'm not sure if there's a way you can do it on Steam where you can remap the buttons because, of course, it, it's made for the original NES controller with the A, B button. A is to jump. B is to punch. And you, you can do different things. Like you press up and punch. You do an uppercut, which is you know way more powerful. You can do a slide punch, things like that. You, you have these different attacks you can use. But the way it plays on the Switch, the way the A and B buttons are, they're kind of feel backwards because they're facing the other way than it feels naturally to play. And I wish I could remap the buttons, but they won't let you.
1: Well that sucks. And I don't like I feel like that should at least be an option, but I find that and that's why I don't really like playing games on a computer, especially games like this where you can tell that they were originally meant to be played with a controller. It just it takes me out of it to a degree. Like if the game's not pretty easily controllable, uh-huh. it, it I can't really get into it as much. But I, I do really like the look of this game. Like it, it looks like you know peak NES era of Nintendo, but just yeah. with a little bit more of a vibrant colors. And I I, uh-huh. I like the look of everything because I watched some gameplay um, earlier today, and it it looks like something that I would enjoy. Like I'm not good uh-huh. at games like this but I still enjoy playing them. And yeah. this game looks like a lot of fun.
0: And that's that's what I'll say like st- to start off with saying that this game is hard. <laughs> it's any it's Nintendo hard. I did not get very far in this game and I was playing on easy. <laughs> Cuz it's just mm-hmm. hard. And I not that I mind that, but I feel like this is one of those games that's going to take me a long time to really get farther into it and and not just playing it for a week or two before, you know, I talk about it here on the show. If I didn't know it it was going to take me so long to get used to it, I would have started a long time ago, but I do enjoy it. It looks great. It's got great music, sound effects, uh, and it play, well, it looks like it looks and plays like an original NES game. There's no kind of modern day frills to it or, uh, anything to make life easier, you know, like, uh, quality of life improvements. No, it straight up plays like an NES game with all of its hardness and just throw-your-controller-against-the-wall frustration is what it is.
1: And I personally don't mind that. Like, I know a lot of new indie games, they'll still have that old Nintendo look, Mm -hmm. but with modern conveniences... So sometimes it is fun, as frustrating and hard as it can be, to play like a straight-up Nintendo-era game.
0: Yeah, and that's why I would love to play this. I, w- I do want to get the the cartridge for this, and they're only $50 on the Retro... Uh, what is it again? It's retro RetroTainmentGames.com. And you can... Let's see. Uh, I'll just go through the prices here real quick. You can get... Uh, let's see... Uh, you can actually get a Famicom version too if you want a Famicom version. Runs for forty-five. Haunted Halloween '86, uh, NES game, orange cartridge, complete in box, sixty. Uh, cartridge only fifty. Which that's not bad. You can get a green cartridge for fifty. They have different colored cartridges you can get. an you know, orange or green or the original uh, Nintendo gray. These look really good, and they look like the original black box uh mm-hmm. NES games and I love it. I love it
1: so much. Yeah, I love when companies go all out with it to make it give that real like classic feel for it. Yeah. It's awesome.
0: Uh Joey said it's not verified as compatible for the Steam Deck, which is seems weird to me cuz it seems like the kind of game that would be um uh, very able to be played on the Steam Deck, so maybe maybe tweet at them and see if they're doing an update or anything like that. Um, because I think they're pretty active on Twitter because they're still doing stuff. Um, but to get back to the game, like I like, I like the uh, the aesthetic of the game. I like the way it looks because it's got a, it's got that haunted game, you know, horror game kind of feel to it. And just going through it, it's like this is exactly like something I would have played back then when I was a kid because it's kind of got. Uh, I don't want to say. It reminds me a lot of uh, Nightmare on Elm Street because that's not a great game for, for from LJN. It's it's I, I would say Nightmare on Elm Street's one of the better LJN games for that type of stuff that they did. It, it's not terrible, but it's not great. But this game kind of has that feel of that game, and that's what I like about it. It's got a very if you're into horror games and you want something spooky to play for Halloween, it's the perfect game to pick up. And it's not that expensive. I don't remember exactly what I paid for it on the Switch, but it was only a couple of dollars on the Switch.
1: You said you got it on sale?
0: Uh, yeah, I think I did. Let me just look it up real quick. Let's see. Haunted. If ha- it's on
1: sale, I'm, I may get it. Not Haunted
0: Halloween. Haunted Halloween. Halloween. That,
1: that's the off-brand version.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Let's see here. On Switch the ni- official site right now. Come on, Sparklight, don't fail me now. Let's see. Uh 9.99 right now on uh the Nintendo that's Switch. Not, that's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad at all. It's it's totally worth the money to me. Um and I'm looking to hear on uh, um Metacritic, and it's got a 73 on Metacritic. So that's that's very very high <laughs> for a game this small. You know, usually I, I don't see games like this getting that high of a of a score. But um, but yeah, this seems like eh, it, that's about what I would have given it. Probably a good solid C, B minus around there.
1: Yeah, I'd be curious to try it out myself because, like, like I said, I like the look of it. I like these types of games. Um, I wonder how like how many levels or stages there are in the game because normally games like this I feel like aren't very long.
0: Um, yeah, I don't think it's very long. I did watch a couple of videos on it. Uh, I watched some reviews on it, but I think maybe four or five levels to it. And um, I know I didn't definitely didn't get that far into the game, but I will eventually because this is something I'm just going to keep playing. It's got a lot of replay of replayability to it. There are no, you know, un, I mean there might be some codes or cheats you can put into it, but uh, you know, like I just played it the way it was and you get three continues and then you start over, which I don't mind because it's you know, it's in it's based off old Nintendo stuff.
1: Yeah, I, I think I'll check this out. I may get this. Um well I'm I'm still playing through um Resident Evil for next week. So I think after I'm done with that, I'll uh, I'll give this game a shot. Yeah, and Joey says uh, the first game is $8 on Steam and the second is 10.
0: So if if playing an old school Nintendo beat 'em up for Halloween with a Halloween, you know, skin over it and a cool little story, go support these guys. That was who was the developer for this? Let's see. There was Retrotainment Games um it does not say who the develop like any uh, personal names of any of the developers. But I know it's a very small team that made this game. So go support those guys. Go buy the game. Go play it. It's very much worth the money. I enjoyed it, what I've played of it so far. And uh, yeah, it's called Haunted Halloween. I guess if you want to play the original on Steam, go get 85 first, play through that, and then get Haunted Halloween 86. And you'll spend less than $20 for both of them. That's a great deal. It is. It's a very good deal. Hmm. But I enjoyed it. I, me personally, out of ten, I would give it a solid seven and a half out of ten. My only problem is I didn't like the playing it on the Switch itself. And here's another thing: while I'm playing on the Switch, you know, I got the new, uh, I got a new, um, what do you call it? The controller for the left side. What do you call oh, the Joy-Con? It? Yeah, Joy-Con. Got a brand new Joy-Con for the left side that's um, that has a proper D-pad. It's the this the Zelda one that you can get. It's the Zelda branded one that you can get on Amazon. And I kept every the you know the little button that you take screenshots with. It's way too close to the down button on mm. the D-pad. So I every, after every time I play this game. I have to go delete about 50 screenshots, because every time I press down, I accidentally hit that stupid screenshot button.
1: I was about to say, so you have a lot of screen caps of this game. (laughs)
0: Yeah, the other night, after I played it for about two days, and then I went into my pictures uh, to delete the screenshots I accidentally took, there was about 100 screenshots in there of this game that I accidentally took.
1: I don't even know how many screenshots I have on my Switch. I know I took quite a bit when I was playing Breath of the Wild. Yeah, I did too. But I don't know that I'd taken any beyond that. I've never intentionally taken a screenshot.
0: I'm not a screenshot taker guy, so I don't intentionally take screenshots. I had to, I had to delete everything off of there because there was so many screenshots. It was, I'm like, you know, what, if I'm gonna play this from now on, I'm just gonna dock it and play it on the TV with the Pro controller.
1: I love the Pro Controller. I hate how expensive it is, but man, that controller's good. It's so worth it. It really is. Yeah. That, that's a, that's one of the exceptions where I would say it's worth the extra money. hmm I think so. So if you have a Switch and you don't have a Pro Controller, go get it, and you'll <laughs> thank us later.
0: Yes. Um, But that's really all I got to say about it. Like I said, I didn't get that far into the game, but I did like what I played so far. It's a very good little game. Please go support these guys. Maybe I can talk them into giving us some uh I'll tweet at them and see if they'll give us some uh codes to give away next week. Maybe, we'll see. I'll see what I can do. And uh yeah, and I don't know what you're doing next week, but I do want to tell everybody that we are going to be doing a top 5 What did we agree on top 5 horror games? for our halloween episode so you today is the 17th so you have two weeks two weeks to get us your lists tweet them at us go to our discord or email them
1: so we're i know we also talked about this too we're going to record the episode the day before yes. halloween so get your list in by the 30th yeah you got and 13 we'll read days them on the show
0: yeah 13 days uh,
1: Ironic thirteen. Yeah, there we go. 13. Woo! <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, that's this is unfortunately my last Halloween horror review for the year, and now I am sad.
1: Uh, next year I'll be here before you know it. Oh, I know next <laughs> October. So I, I've already got a couple of ideas that I've I've saved in my notes for uh, for horror games for next year. So. I'll I'll be ahead of the curve instead of behind it this time. Well, if
0: I'd have known that I was going to get a Sega Saturn from a certain uh, Mr. Image, I would have made sure I got uh, Code Veronica in for Halloween Horror Month, but I already had these other games planned. So now I might... or Not the Saturn, Dreamcast. Good Lord. I sent him the Saturn. I got the Dreamcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I'm going to play Code Veronica I may save that for my Christmas review. I'm not sure, because I like doing horror stuff on Christmas myself.
1: I I can support that. Yeah, um,
0: Joey, you did give me uh, Resident Evil. You gave me uh, Code Veronica. That was the one you gave me. I don't know if you gave me any of the other Resident Evils.
1: I, I will give a, a shout-out to Joey, because uh, because of him, I am no longer perplexed. Yeah. If you know what I mean. <laughs>
0: Very complex issue,
1: yeah, it was,
0: but thankfully you... it's not an issue anymore speaking of Resident Evil next week
1: yep, I'm gonna be reviewing the original Resident Evil game, which I've been playing the GameCube version um so I will uh be talking about that next week.
0: That's basically the version I played when I reviewed it a while back because i uh that the remastered version that they have on the switch is the GameCube version
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm, I'll am i save my thoughts for, for next week, but it'll be a fun discussion.
0: Yes, I love that
1: game so much. I might go play that again. I don't know. Maybe. I'm trying, trying to branch out my video game horizons. <laughs> I play more than Zelda and Sonic.
0: <laughs> yeah, and the new Sonic game is looking pretty good. We got some tweets about it the other day from yeah. I Am The Rampage.
1: I'm going to pre-order it this week, and I'm going to get it opening day.
0: And you can review so, that.
1: I, I've, I'm still going to have my concerns, but I'm going to go in with an open mind <laughs> and say, you know what? Maybe it's the game that the franchise needs. Maybe but we'll, we'll see. see.
0: But uh, but that brings us to the end of the episode, and uh, I don't get to ask you about what's going on with feature presentation anymore.
1: Well, you can ask this um you can follow me um you can follow my movie pages on social at the feature movie on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. I've been trying to post a photo a day from the the behind the scenes of of making the movie. Um almost done with the rough cut of the edit. Hopefully I'll have that done uh by tomorrow night and then um from there I'll keep everyone posted on when it'll be fully done, Um definitely going to do a premiere here in, in Pensacola. Probably if I had to guess around the end of the year awesome. is when it'll fully be ready. So I'll keep everyone posted on that, but yeah, you can follow me on, you know, on personal pages at Derek underscore diamond. I did make a new uh, filmmaker Facebook page that I haven't quite decided what I'm going to do with yet. That is facebook.com slash Derek diamond filmmaker. I believe so awesome. there's still, I, I'm i always going to have something going on. Well,
0: go even follow if it's not, go Even follow if it's not my own show. Yeah, I mean, go follow the movies and all that stuff, because Derek makes good stuff. Go, so go follow all well, that I
1: appreciate stuff. that.
0: And uh, hopefully I get to make another movie soon, too. But I don't know. That's Making movies is hard. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, as far as my other stuff goes, go follow me over at Open Micers on Twitter and Instagram, where me and Mr. Jacob Craig... Talk to different celebrities and and comedians every single week over there. And tonight we're going to be doing a hostful goodness episode. And I have no idea what we're talking about. But usually we always talk about something weird. So go check us out at Open Micers on Twitter and Instagram. And is there anything else we need to talk to talk about before we get out of here tonight? I think we're good, sir. Let's do it. If you'd like to email us, you can email us at nerdcaveretro at gmail.com. For everything else, go to nerdcaveretro.com. That takes you to our link tree, takes you to our Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, takes you to our merch page, ncrmerch.com, where you can go get a t-shirt, coffee mug, wall hangings, stickers magnets, whatever you need. It's right over there, ncrmerch.com and of course our Patreon, patreon.com slash Retro. little as a dollar a month, get you access to all our extra content and early access to the the commentary tracks and all that stuff. If you can't do that, I understand, times are tough. Leave us a review wherever fine podcasts are given away for free. So Derek, please tell
1: them what it's all about May the way of the hero lead to the Triforce.